Hello everyone and welcome to the Defining Time Show on Fifth Risk Radio. Now Fifth Risk was set up by enthusiasts and for enthusiasts so we can help each other learn more and more about watches. We can read each other's reviews on the Fifth Risk website and listen into Fifth Risk Radio where we talk to all sorts of different types of people in the watch industry or you know they might be you know people from CEOs just down to enthusiasts like you and, and myself. So sit back, relax, enjoy the rest of this show. Um, as I said, my name's Anthony. I'm from Defining Time. I'm joined by my co-host, Vinny. How you going, Vinny? Very well, mate. I am so pumped for this episode. Um, uh, for those who know me will know exactly why. But yeah, so excited to be back on the pod. It's been a little bit and um, yeah. Yeah, happy to be here with you, mate. Very good, very good. Well, I think this is my first podcast uh, recording for the year, so I've had a couple of weeks off as well, so I'm absolutely pumped. And uh, today we have a, a very special guest, and today's going to be um, a show sort of surrounding one brand, and we, we might talk about some other brands as well, but I, I always love doing these sort of mono brand shows because you really get to dive really deep into a specific brand. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Rune, who is Vacheron Constantin Enthusiast on Instagram. Welcome, Rune. How are you? Thank you so much. And thank you thank you so much for that intro. I'm so happy to be here. I feel great. Um, really, really, really looking forward to doing this with you guys. Thank you for giving us your time to come and talk about VC. I know, as, as we know, Vinny is a huge fan of VC, and, and I am as well. I'm hoping to learn a thing or two tonight. And I'm sure Vinny is just going to geek out on whatever this conversation goes. So <laughs> let's uh, let's have some fun. We'll start with some wrist checks, drink checks. Then uh, I'll get into my rapid fire questions, and uh, and then Vinny and I will will shoot some questions over to you and have a, a really great conversation about VC and your journey, um, and maybe other brands that you like as well. We can touch on just a little bit. So we'll start with you, Rune. What? I hope you've got a Vacheron Constantine on your <laughs> wrist. So what, uh, what VC are you wearing? And it is 10.30 in the morning where you are. So I don't expect you to be drinking, but we'll see. And what drink do you have? Start with oh, the watch. <clears throat> okay, quick wrist check. It's a, uh, not a huge surprise. It's the overseas, the VC overseas, blue dial <clears throat> in steel. Thanks. Very good. Really enjoy it. I wear it, I wear it almost daily. When did you get that one? I I got it in uh, two years ago, approximately two years. Yeah, cool. And do you do you often find yourself really utilizing the strap changes, or is it sort of one that you leave it on one strap for a while and then change it, or do you do it all the time? Yeah. So the the plan was that I would sort of keep it on the same strap for for a couple of months, so it would feel all new when I when I switched. But uh, but but I I have to admit that there's been some excessive strap change action going on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like uh, two two or three times per day, right? Because you're going for work, you know, put it on the leather strap to go with the suit, uh, and then you come home, you need to play with the kids, you go on rubber, and then for the <laughs> evening, it's uh, more it's time for some uh, some casual chic elegance, like Christian uh, Salmoni would put it, and so I put on the the the, the metal uh, bracelet. Nice, nice, nice. So it's such a beautiful watch and particularly that bracelet is just outstanding. So are you drinking anything at the moment? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been back and forth around this. And then I, then I remember the, uh, the saying that, that beer is so much more than a breakfast beverage. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, 
I'm actually <laughs> I I, deci- I decided to uh, to have a beer. I told my wife that uh, I would need to do some uh, some serious work around the house after this uh, this call. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm having a, I'm having a Danish beer. I, I asked her yesterday to pick up an Australian beer for me, um, but uh, because you know you, you you guys always try to go local, so so I wanted to yeah. do the same thing as a gesture. But uh, it's 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 almost impossible to to find Australian beers in Denmark. And the only thing we could probably find here would be I think Follows of Fosters or something like that. Yeah, and and, and I and I heard on the here. previous. Episode, <laughs> I heard on the previous episode that you were you were trash talking that beer, so I was like, I don't even know yeah. if I want it. <laughs> it's like it's like the Bud Light of Australia. It's just you know, yeah. it's what we're known for, but we don't actually like it. So, what is the Danish beer? What what's it called? Uh, it's 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 uh, all Danish names. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a brewery called Freydale. It's a uh, it's sort of a Viking theme, so I thought it was okay. good for 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 representing Denmark. It's a uh, rather strong beer that's been uh, it's it's matured on some whiskey casks uh, and there's mm. it's, it's been some uh, they put some meat in it not not meat but you know meat yeah um, some substance. The stuff that vikings the stuff that vikings drink <laughs> i was gonna say fit, yeah. for a, fit for a viking that's for sure yeah exactly so that's what i'm having so i'll be very strong after this call awesome <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Vinny, over to you. <laughs> On my wrist, I've got a vat. No, I don't actually have one. Oh. I've got a Tudor Pelagos LHD. Um, yeah, really enjoying it in the summer months here in Australia, yeah. just with the uh, the spring-loaded clasp is like a godsend uh, when it's nice. warm. So very much enjoying that. I didn't have it on the wrist for a little bit. So yeah, it's nice to have it back on. And I'm not drinking any alcohol this evening. I will admit I've gone pretty hard the last few weekends so i think <laughs> this one has just been a chill relaxing recharging weekend so i'm continuing that theme with some tea tonight sorry everyone very good that's, that's nice. all right we we forgive you <laughs> I'm, I'm, by the way i'm having i'm having coffee too by the way so hey <laughs> love it double parked yeah too, too late for coffee for me um so on my wrist i thought to myself now you know, you know how you try and you know what can I, what watch can I wear that sort of resembles a VC? And I look at my collection, and I go, I'm struggling here. But I, I thought maybe the Moza because yeah, the would... Moza is beautiful. Exactly. But then I thought, but hang on, hang on. I thought to myself, yeah, but even though it is a Moza, it's mostly machine finished, and while it looks beautiful, it's, it doesn't have some of that hand finishing that the, the VCs have. So. I thought I'd go the absolute complete opposite with my Oxum Junior, uh, which has a base ETA movement and a completely unfinished and machined case made out of titanium. So it's as far away as I can get from Vacheron Constantine. So that was my theme for the evening. Um, But I love this watch. I I really do. And I I actually, for some reason, so before I get onto my drink check, I just want to say a couple of things. And one is that this year I have decided that I'm not going to buy a new watch. And the reason I've done that is because, first of all, some things have changed in my life that I need to sort of set some priorities straight. But second of all, I look at my collection, I think to myself, I have such a a beautiful collection that I'm so fortunate to be able to have and to have, you know, it, it to grow over the years. And I thought, you know what, it's time to not always think about the next thing and it's time to enjoy what I have and enjoy sort of, going through each of the different pieces week after week, day after day, 
and really give them the time that they deserve instead of always thinking for what is that next watch. So I will share parts of my journey throughout the podcast this year. Um, I know it's going to be difficult because like everyone else, I like shiny new things as well. And when stuff comes out, I think, oh, I might buy that. But but no, I, I've just decided that you know I, I want to do that just as a bit of a, a project for myself to see what sort of self-control I have. Um, but also to show people that you don't always need a new incoming every five minutes to enjoy the hobby and enjoy what you have. So, so anyway, that's, we'll see how I go. I don't know. 12 months is a long time, but I'm 31 days in so far with the time we're recording this and I've done really well. So just to be clear, Ant, so no new watches that, that means no new watches to you so that doesn't mean you can sneak in a pre-owned purchase that means oh no no no, no, no here. <laughs> yeah yeah no trickery it's it's legitimately pre-owned or even gifted um, maybe gifted no i can be gifted watches maybe yeah. there's a loophole there if i transfer some money to someone's account and they <laughs> gift me a watch then maybe it doesn't count but no, no, no. So anyway, serious, all seriousness, let's see how this goes because I think it'd be a bit of fun, I'm sure. And you know what? I, I think I can see what's going to happen and that is a year of continuing research into sort of one thing that I really, really like and come the end of the year, I would have saved up some money and I'll be able to purchase something that I've been lusting for for 12 months instead of jumping in and buying things um, just for the sake of it because I really want it. So anyway, let's see how that goes. Um, any comments from, from you guys? What do you think? Difficult? We'll start with you, Rune. Let's go to Rune first. Difficult or you reckon I can do it? I, I, I'm, I, you know, honestly, I, um, and I'm sorry to say this, I, I don't know you well enough yet, Anthony, to yeah. know whether you have the, the incredible strength it's going to require, the, the incredible inner strength it's going to require from a watch nerd uh, that is, who is used to you know, getting used, new and used stuff from time to time, then yeah. um, then that that that's going to be interesting to see. Um, sometimes there are some limitations as to what what a person can do in terms of uh, you know financing. So that yeah. sometimes puts some constraints on us that that uh, that work rather well. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but but the, these that's these uh, self imposed <laughs> constraints are usually uh, rather weak. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but you seem you, you seem like a, a, a you know very nice very nice person and uh, a, a person that uh, that you know is um, you, you seem quite mature and so it's 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 likely that uh, that you definitely have the strength. So yes, I believe in you. Well, thank you, thank you. And, and, and I'm glad I, and I one person you, believes in me. <laughs> I just want, want I just wanted yeah. to let you know that I think it's a great project. Uh, it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's super interesting, and I and I really I really want to just echo that. You know, if you're so fortunate that you have a lot of watches, then then these watches definitely deserve to get a lot of attention, a lot of risk time, a lot of love. And you have some amazing pieces I've seen. And Thank you. and they definitely deserve to get all the attention. Um and and, and so yeah, you, I, I definitely think you 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 have some you have some wonderful watches that will that will help you get through this year. This difficult okay. year. <laughs> I know it sounds like it's going to be such a such a hard thing to do, but let's let's see now, Vinny. What do you reckon? Well, mate, um, I reckon you can do it. I think you have yeah. the strength. If you have a project set, uh, I reckon you're the kind of person that can can look at the long time horizon and and go go for the long term goal and not get distracted by the little bits and pieces. 
um, no. in the short term because actually I was thinking to myself, um, the last big watch purchase I've made, like a serious one, um, yeah. will be two years in two weeks' time. And that's your so Explorer. That was the Explorer. Um, everything yeah. else that I've got has either been gifted or, um, yeah, not yeah. wasn't not a big purchase. Uh, gifted so, that old chestnut, hey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I reckon you can do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I will share my, and I'm hoping that there there comes some really tough challenges through this, and I'll be able to share that. You know, I was really looking into this and I really, really want it, but maybe I can wait six months. Is it still going to be there? So anyway, I'll, I'll share some of the story. I'm not going to bore you with the whole thing, but it, it should be a really interesting thing to do, I think. All right. Now, drinks just quickly and then we'll get into the show because uh, we're 12 minutes in and we're not talking about Basher on Constantine yet, so we need to come to it. <laughs> now, I got sick and tired of drinking low-carb beer, Vinny. So Finally. I, I have decided to go with a burly head, no-carb lager. How about that, hey? Yeah. I actually have to go pick up my door from the floor because <laughs> I have nothing left, Anth. No, sorry, Praying mate, for the but... days that you're going to come in with a full-strength beer. No, no, God no, forbid, not maybe even a dark beer, but no. No, 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 no. So anyway, burly big head it is. Burly big head, no lager from Burley Brewing. Um, I think they're in... Queensland, yeah, in Queensland, Burley Heads. Anyway, it's really, really nice, and and sure enough, no carbs. So anyway, it's uh, it's it's quite a nice beer, quite nice. Good anyway, stuff. so let's uh, let's get into my rapid questions, and then we will get into the VC chat. So, Rune, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Rolex or Amiga? Amiga. Vintage or modern? Modern. Mainstream or indie? Indie. A few watches or a lot of watches? A lot of watches. A lot of watches. And flip or keep? Keep. Okay. Well done. Wow. Omega, that's interesting. Can you tell us tell us a little bit why why is that? Yeah, it's it's a it's obviously a question that everyone everyone <laughs> no. Um a lot of it, it's it's quite a common thing to compare those two brands, right? Yeah. Um and, and so I've been I've been doing that and I think that so, so, sort of a, on a like-for-like like basis, if you compare the Seamaster and the Submariner, mm-hmm. I just think I just think the Seamaster is a is a, it's a nicer watch. When I bought a, I I used to own a sub, um, and so I obviously made another choice when I had to, <laughs> and I probably would would I would probably would do that again. But you're asking me now, what 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 do I think is a sort of best, or what do I prefer? Then I think that the um, that the Omega watches are a, a little bit more beautiful. It's, it's like you know, you they usually have the sapphire case back where you can enjoy the movement. The movement is yeah. rather nicely finished for mass produced. You know, in, in that in that tire, right? Then I think you're getting a lot of watch for the money. And I think these um, they, they make some really nice movements and they they are rather nicely finished. Um, and and. And so there's a lot of watch to enjoy, and it costs way less than a Rolex. So I think that you're you're getting the same, or, or maybe even uh, that that's probably debatable. And I shouldn't go down this road because I don't know enough. This is not where I have my expertise, so I should be really careful. <laughs> um, but but it's just when I look at the pieces and I sort of comparable pieces, I I think you're getting a lot of watch for the money if, with Omega. I also have an Omega uh, that I inherited from my grandfather. 
it's a, a constellation quartz in in gold uh, and so so I, I that that probably also adds to it and uh, and also you, if you take the they made this Omega made the uh, I think it's the globe master annual calendar Maybe I'm messing up things. I'm sorry if I do, but there's an annual okay. calendar at least, and it's super cool. And I really think it's a beautiful, beautifully executed, really, really nicely done. But if we're comparing, if we're looking at annual calendars, then then one shouldn't forget the the Sky Dweller, which also is an amazing watch. Before before I found VC, the Sky Dweller was probably my my grail. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. I I think you make some great points, and there's. You know, there's a lot to be said that Omega, you can see the movement. Rolex, you can't. Um, and while the Rolex movement, I think for me, I think if you, the way you just talked about it, Ben, makes me really separate the two from, I think Rolex is a really serious sort of robust tool watch. And it's not to say that Omegas aren't, but from an elegance perspective, instead of a, a rough diamond, so to speak, the elegance of Omegas and the, you know, the double eight, double zero movements and things like that, where they're just beautiful spiral finishes on them and you, you can you can see them. So you just can't do that in the Rolex. So from a value perspective, the price plus the Sapphire case back, I can see where you're going. Yeah, I, li- I like to see movements. I, I, I think it's so interesting to look at the movement. So, so that, that's really a thing for me. And that's probably also adding to it. But having said that, you know, I used to own a Rolex shop, and I, um, and it's uh, it, it, they make wonderful watches and historically important too. Yeah, no, they both do. It's they a tough choice. Do. It's a tough choice. Another choice that was a, it was a little bit tough to make me choose between mainstream and indie, because I I think the indies, th- those watches are obviously wonderful, and the finish, and you know, there's so much to say about them. Um, but then, then you look at me. I I don't collect indie watches. I'm not chasing them either. I'm collecting VC watches. They are made in relatively small batches, but yeah. I would still regard VC a mainstream brand. So I should maybe have said mainstream. But yeah. when we're doing rapid fire, there's no time to explain, right? <laughs> so, no, but I, I I was just thinking like so. VC is owned by is it Richemont? I think yeah so so obviously yeah it's a big group blah 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 but from a production perspective i mean maybe you know roughly how many watches they make a year and maybe that's comparable to some of the bigger indies out there i mean not comparing sort of ap or patek mm. philippe or anything like that but you know they they still are i would consider them like a, a an in-betweener i suppose they're, they're backed by the big house but they're sort of not producing you know, tens of thousands of each iteration every year. So, no, anyway. and they and they have this uh, atelier, uh, Le Cabinotier, where you know, where rich people, where <laughs> where people can come in, where people can order a, a a bespoke piece. So you can have your watch in whatever way you want. If you if you just you know go to the boutique. Go to a boutique and, and 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 or schedule a meeting with the the cabinetier, and then you can have the way you can have a watch exactly the way you want. And in my opinion, that that's that's the same. That's that's basically the same thing as the Indies are doing, right? Because you you know, they're making them one at a time, and they're making them the way they want, and and the way the the, the clients request it. And 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 VC does that too. It's just that it's um it's not for everyone, right? <laughs> no. No, that's true. 
All right, let's get into this. So, um, Rune, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into watches in the first place. All right. Um, okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I always loved, I've always loved watches ever since I was a child. I, 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 sometimes when I come across pictures of myself from when, when I was a child, I get so happy when I see that I have the wrist. I had, I always had a wristwatch on. <laughs> um, yeah, so cool. <laughs> and and you know, I'm thinking back. Um, <laughs> the Casio calculator watch. I still see that from time to time on Instagram. I get so happy when I see that. It's like, yeah, I had that when I was a child. That's lovely. Um, so always wearing a watch. Um, my grandfather was a watchmaker, um, and so I also I also have this uh, Christmas uh, evening photo where we had just uh, unwrapped. And what I got from from my grandpa grandparents was uh, this uh, big plastic. Uh, table clock thing in the, that where you could see all the wheels and he and and we're, it's like very late in the evening I'm, I'm look i look kind of tired but also kind of focused on, on on and he sits there explaining how it all works <laughs> i'm like six years old or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's in the blood then you, there was no way yeah. you weren't going to be interested in watches exactly um and then uh yeah yeah so so i've had many different watches through the years uh when I, I was when I was on my honeymoon with my wife, and this is not gonna be that story. You know, people usually get a Rolex or something when they are on the honeymoon and stuff like that. But isn't that right, I, Anthony? <laughs> yes, I, I did. I'll put and my hand up. And, yeah, and and I think it's a great thing to. It's it really and it, it's super significant, right? Um, we were on a bit of a budget back then. I think I was just I had just finished school and Louisa was still studying or something like that. So it was like. Yeah, it was kind of on a budget. So, but there was this. We were on a cruise, and there was this nice uh, Giorgio Armani watch on the, on the, uh, on the, on the ship there. And I and, she, and we we bought that as a gift from my wife to me, and and I still have it. And uh, and and I was wearing it. And then one day, uh, a colleague told me that, you know, a real watch is supposed to be made by a watchmaker. And then he asked me, and and he did it in a nice way. It doesn't sound very nice, but he did it in a nice way. And he said, and and what does Giorgio Armani do? Well, they do suits. Yes, so that's not a watch. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't see that. I don't. Well, it's it's kind of a, it's a point at least, right? And I, and I was like, yeah. he, he did it in a nice way, and I was like, okay, yeah, okay, it's fair enough. But it, at least it sparked something, right? And so um, yeah. I I I started a, a lengthy search. I wanted a day date watch, and it was a very low budget. So I, and and I also wanted an, an automatic day date watch, and it. And, and and budget was uh, really a thing back then. So I got a Tissot Day Date, um, which I really enjoyed. It was waterproof and it was automatic and it had a sapphire case back so you could see the unfinished movement. And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is, right? It, it, it didn't cost, it, it cost me. Yeah, but, like, but hang on, Rune, just one second. How good did those movements look back when you didn't know much about watches? I remember seeing just basic unfinished movements but thinking oh wow how cool is that you can see the you can see the movement so i'm sure you would have experienced the same thing even though it's unfinished and looks not so good now but back then it would have looked pretty cool exactly i so i really enjoyed it looking at it and looking at rotor going and yeah it was super cool i really enjoyed it um but obviously then that 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 started the whole you know mechanical watches thing by watchmakers and a few years later i got a little bit of a bonus at work and Wanted to buy a luxury watch. Started out looking at, you know, I wanted a Breitling 
maybe a Navi timer. No, I didn't start out with a Navi timer. I was going for something else. Don't don't remember the word, Avenger, Avenger or something like that. Anyway, uh, I was looking and started investigating, and of course, I started looking into those. Uh, you know, what's the top ten watches to own? That that kind of stuff you do when you're not really into a specific brand and you don't really know what to get. You ask the internet, right? And there were these lists of iconic watches, and and so I I found the Moonwatch and the Rolex Submariner and the Navi Timer by Breitling, right? Um, and I ended up getting the Submariner, and I really loved it. Um, and so yeah, so so that's probably how it all started, how I got into watches. Yeah, cool. Um, sorry, Vinny, go. No, sorry, I was just gonna say, um, it, it mirrors like a lot of what I remember when I first saw open worked like cheap, cheap. I'm talking Chinese eBay cheap um, purchase of a automatic watch, and just seeing how all the parts worked would have been finished horrifically. But that doesn't matter because all you can see is a balance wheel going back and forth, the escapement going back and forth, and you're just absolutely captured by it. And that's all it takes. And, you know, how many years down the track and things go your way and you're very fortunate, you can go into something that's nicer. But, yeah, it, it's very captivating just seeing all the parts work for the first time. Exactly. And and it's the same basic thing that, that fascinates us, right, with mechanical watches. And, you know, even quartz watches that are less uh, complex to look at can still be very fascinating and interesting. Yeah, definitely. You take the F- if you take the FP Sean, for example, uh, the the quartz watch. I think it's the latest oh, yeah. one. So cool! It's super Elegant. fascinating. Very, very, yeah, exactly. And that that's a beautiful watch, and it's super interesting. I just love the fact, and someone actually put put a picture up of a video on Instagram. It was probably a good three or four months ago of it waking up, and mm. you could just sit there and how excited would you be yeah. in the morning? to pick up your quartz watch and pick it up and, and just look at it and let it catch up to the time exactly. that it actually is. Like it's exactly. so, so cool. So yeah. cool. Um, so, all right. So VC wasn't your first watches. I'm sure it's not the first watches for many VC enthusiasts and collectors, but um, how, how did you end up finding VC? Yeah. So, so it, it all went wrong. Oh, I started going, it, when I I got that Submariner, and then I thought, okay, so that's my tool watch, and now I need a dress watch because you know <laughs> <laughs> the way everyone thinks, right? <laughs> so it's a it's a watch it's a watch collecting bug that has bitten me, right? So I I, I obviously needed a, a dress watch now, and uh, started researching, and was fascinated by sort of uh, you know finding who was the first, the oldest, and stuff like that. But what what's the, what's the perfect dress watch and Who's who's mo- mo- who's most well known for doing dress watches and that kind of stuff, and uh, and also just googling what's the oldest watch company and obviously that's the truth that can be debated, but it's quite easy at at least if you do that research you find VC. I'm not saying it's the oldest because it can be discussed, but it's the oldest in continuous production. Anyway, it's that's how you find it, right? If you start doing that kind of search, you quickly find it. Also, you start looking at the hierarchy, you know, with the big three, and that's also something that can definitely be debated. I'm just saying it's a thing, right? So that kind of research led me to VC, and then I uh, there was there used to be a forum called the Hour Lounge, which is now an Instagram page, but there was there used to be a a forum called the Hour Lounge where 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 VC enthusiasts got together and discussed VC topics, typically. 
And it that was a very welcoming atmosphere there where I, I sort of started digging a little bit into the brand. I also reached out to, to the firm just to order a catalog, basically. And the treatment I got was like, uh, it was like royal. <laughs> I just ordered a catalog, right? It was a, a great experience. And um, so a, a lot of service um, and, and, and also a, a community of, uh, of, of gentlemen, um, people that were really, really nice. And it was uh, very nice to get into. Um, and, and so th- that, that's how it developed. Uh, it just took a few months. Then I realized that, that I was definitely into to VC and that then I, I wanted to get a VC watch. And how long ago, so for people playing along at home, when was that roughly? Um, how long ago? Yeah, I, I remember that quite precisely. It was in 2016. So I got the Rolex stop in 2015. And then I started researching for that dress watch. And, and, and during the first half of 2016, I, I found VC, fell in love, and I wanted to get that watch. And I, and I got it in the, in the first half of 2016. Wow. Isn't it interesting how some people, you know, they, they get that first Rolex and then that's it. They're bitten by the bug and it's Rolex, Rolex, Rolex completely yeah. after that. And then yeah. there's someone like yourself who, you know, and I can't help to think that the experience that you had just ordering a catalog really would have impacted the decision to then go forth with this brand because you can't, if you got treated poorly, yes, you might love the watches, but if you got treated poorly for, for whatever reason, I'm sure they wouldn't do it. But if you did, you might have been put off and then, you know, over to the, the ship at Patek or, or AP potentially, depending on how it was. So so that must have impacted you in a, in a really positive way to continue on. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. Definitely. Met, met, met very nice people. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, also the, the other, the, you know, the, the other enthusiasts that I met were very welcoming. And uh, and very friendly. I'm I'm specifically thinking about, you know, um, the mod the moderator on the old the hour lounge forum is uh, is Alex Gottby. I I would guess that you probably know him, not necessarily mm, personally. No. It's he has an inter- Instagram page that's called VC the the Vintage Lounge, the Vintage Lounge. Uh, go so check well. it out. And he works as uh, he he works for Philips Auctions now but he used to work for vc but now oh, he works yes. for philips auctions and um, and yeah and he's a very 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 nice person and and he was sort of a, he was he was running the forum and uh, he, and he was very welcoming to 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 new joiners yeah it's so good when that happens mm, super right nice. Vinny, over to you all right so you mentioned it briefly there you got the submariner in 2015 what is it like taking the leap, putting your money down, and getting that first Vacheron? What was it like, and what piece was it? Yeah, that was a very special experience. Uh, I, it was what you would recall. I would call it a an entry level vintage VC watch, and that's that's how many people start out. I think, um, except for the fact that also I'm I'm seeing a lot of people getting the overseas and the fifty six. So a lot of people are also starting that way. So either it seems that and the traditional. So that there are quite a few that start out with a with a, with a new a new VC watch, but also a lot of people get their first. It the the vintage pieces you can you can do some great buys there, and 
and it's a, it costs it's, it costs a lot less than the, the current collections. Um, I got. So a, was that the was that the multi grand classic? No, it wasn't. I was chasing that for a very long time before I got it. Um, this this what I got is actually the one I was the picture we were discussing where I was where I'm blurred in the background holding on the watch. That's oh, yes. uh, it's called Les Essentiels. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we say that the heat ticket. I'm totally messing up the pronunciation here. It's, the uh, essential yeah. collection is yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and it was a thing. It was a thing back in the in the eighties and the early in the early nineties. Uh, actually, all the way through the nineties, they had this collection, and the specific reference number was uh, ninety two two hundred thirty eight. It's such a great place to start for many reasons, but. The the stepped bezel, the Clou de Paris dial, the leaf hands, like it's just got all the hallmarks of a a classic vintage watch done exceptionally well, which is what VC does. Exactly, and mm. and I, re- I really remember you know, I I bought it in Germany. Um, I ordered it from Germany. Well, there was a a dealer that had it. And uh, you know, obviously, waiting for it, it came rather quickly. And then the evening where it, where it arrived, it was really a special moment to sit there and on on unbox it basically and and hold it in my hand. First VC watch, I really remember that, and uh, it meant a lot. Yeah, very Absolutely. cool. Yeah, stunning piece. Very very fantastic way to start. And it's not vintage. Like, it doesn't when I think of vintage watch, I think something maybe it's got like a bit of scuffed on the dial. There's a bit of damage. It's been has evidence of being worn and living quite a long life, but this this looks in brilliant condition. Like, um, yeah, absolutely stunning. Applied logo too, just yeah, gorgeous. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And but there's a funny story about that, if if I may. Um, yeah, please. Because I, I I obviously got into VC, and the next thing to do was, of course, that you know the steel watch that I have should be a VC watch. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> so, and so I, I obviously I discovered the overseas and I totally fell in love with the concept of the overseas. I remember the old, back then the, the advertising would go something like uh, an invitation to travel. I was like, yeah, <laughs> gotta love that, right? So I was like, I was totally falling in love with the concept of the overseas, a watch for, for traveling, a watch for experiencing things. Yes, and with that finish, and it was just beautiful and so cool, and I'm like I, I need to have that, and and then I thought, but and I think at that time the 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 third generation overseas had just been released, but it was like way out of my league, so I was uh, I was obviously looking at the previous versions, and I and I thought, hey, I can save a lot of money if I just get the the the, the cheaper first generation overseas. So I got a white dial. Um, I got a white dial, first generation overseas. And the funny thing is that, I, even though I, I felt I had done a lot of research, right? But uh, I, I had, I had, the, I, I had not done enough research because I wasn't even aware that there were two sizes of that. <laughs> I, I just found, uh... I just found the cheapest one that looked really nice. <laughs> and then I got, I was like, whoa, that's that's actually quite small. <laughs> And then picked up a thirty-two mil or something like that. Oh no, it's thirty. It's it's uh, it's it's thirty-five. It's thirty-five. Thirty-five. Mm. Yeah, and mm. the big one, 
which is not big. It, the big one is uh, 37, but it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Um, but also on the price, because other uh, proper collectors, they are aware that there are two sizes. <laughs> but I <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I'm quick on the trigger sometimes, so uh, so so I got that small one. I really enjoyed it. It's like a dress watch. It's just it just it's like it's painted on the wrist. It's yeah. It has a gorgeous gear shape pattern pattern, and it's just yeah, it's just a wonderful piece. Really lovely. Um, but then it was like it was 20 years old when I got it, and 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 it started. There were some performance issues with it. Suddenly, it got magnetized also. I thought it got magnetized, and I got it demagnetized, and there were still some issues. So I went, oh, my God, it needs service. And I was like, if it needs to go to service, I need to have another steel VC watch. <laughs> and so all the money that I just saved by buying the cheaper first generation overseas, uh... well, I didn't really save that money because then what I did was that I sold my Submariner. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sorry about that. I sold, sold the Submariner uh, in, a, in a rather rushed deal <laughs> and and uh, and then I bought a second generation overseas with black dial time only. It's always time only with me. Um, I got a I got a black dial second generation overseas. So it's really really enjoyed. So now I had that, uh, and and the other one got serviced. I got it back, and now I suddenly had two generations of overseas and that dress watch. Yeah, so wow. that was wonderful. Um, so do you still have the black dial overseas too? No, I've sold that as five. Yeah, and and now we think back on the 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 rapid fire questions where I said keep. <laughs> yeah, that's the current strategy. It's just, it has not always been my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's and that's right. also uh, that I have a lot of say about uh, a lot of things to say about you know keeping versus flipping. Um, and maybe we we'll get to it. Maybe we'll take it another time. But my point is that I when in. I, now I'm really firm on what I want uh, in the long term. And when I get those, it's keep. But while saving, I think it's okay to enjoy different different watches that are way cheaper than what you're really saving for. And especially with the interest rate levels we're seeing in Europe right now, it's not it's not a lot of fun to have a sa- have savings, watch savings in the bank. So, so I'm actually sort of into buying relatively cheap various VC watches, uh, enjoying them, taking some nice photos of them, and then uh, at, at, you know save for that grail by investing in uh, in various older models and stuff. So, but when then when I get the the, the things I really need, then uh, then then uh, it's keep. That's, uh, I love how you say need. It's so it's so <laughs> we we need we need the we I all, need that we all have the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so we will talk a little bit about your collecting philosophy and um uh, but I, I do want to know so you've already told us about the interaction that you had with vc with the um with the catalog and how fantastic that was have you had any other sort of really significant communications or factory tours or events that you've been invited to by VC or gone to to experience for yourself any any great stories you can share from from that aspect definitely definitely um the most important story is that the, as, as as mentioned the hour lounge is now a an instagram page that is all about vintage vc and um, and and suddenly they reached out to me uh on instagram uh 
and 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 just ask they they sent me a message saying that they had noticed that we we seem to share a passion for vintage VC, and so they would like to invite me for a day of uh, vintage watches and restoration and a factory tour. Um, so so that was that was like that was a big deal for me. And at that time, I only had like I only had like a thousand followers or something. I, that's a lot of followers, but you know, I just I just didn't regard myself uh, important enough to get any kind of attention. <laughs> so. It was really, it was really surprising. I was, I was thinking when I turned forty in a few years, I would reach out to BC and ask if I could come for a visit. I'm doing a lot of free advertising for them, so I think that <laughs> would be fair enough. Um, and and so, so I had a plan of going to BC, but just just not yet. But they suddenly reached out, and um, and, and 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 so I told my wife, and she was like. What do we now? Do we need to spend time? Do we not? Do we not, Do we now need to spend money on that as well? <laughs> on top of all the watches? <laughs> okay, come on. don't make it. Don't, to relax. <laughs> then I wouldn't have asked <laughs> if I knew it would get so angry. But then, I, but then apparently it was. Uh, it it was. Uh, we didn't have to pay anything. It was like uh, wow. it was all inclusive. So in the hotel and everything, very amazing and uh, and. Yeah, and it was super nice. And the best part of this, I think, the one thing that meant, you know, obviously, it's a huge deal to come and see the Maltese cross shaped factory and visit all the yeah. workshops and meet all the people, meet Christian Salmoni and, and, and all of his team, the vintage team there, and seeing some amazing vintage pieces, some ultra thin minute repeaters, and going through the different workshops and seeing them working, seeing an overseas in the, in the final stages of finishing and stuff. It was just, it was a huge thing. I could talk about this for hours, but I won't because then we <laughs> then it's going to be a very long podcast. So we can take that <laughs> another maybe. Anyway, sure. one thing that really meant a lot was that I was on my way to the airport on Instagram. Obviously, what else would I be doing? And then suddenly, my my longtime good friend Wristlife, he has an Instagram profile called Wristlife. Um, highly recommend to check him out. Um, and and he he's also into VC and we've been sending emails back and forth for for years. It felt like that at least. So we've been we've been discussing VC pieces for for ages back. Um, and anyway, he posted a story or a post or something where he says it was a, something from the airport and he said wheels up for Geneva. I was like, oh my god, my friend Ritlife, He's like he's from the US, right? And I'm from Denmark, so it's not like we. Expect to meet up anytime soon, but apparently he had been invited for the same thing. Oh wow! So that was a huge deal for me. It was like I'm gonna meet Wristlife finally, and so uh, yeah, we met up and we had a great time. Teddy Balthasar, he has a, a pretty successful yeah. YouTube channel about VC. He was part of the manufacturer. He was he was invited too, and he had a cameraman with him. So they made a very nice video. You can go check it out on YouTube on his channel, Teddy Balthasar. Um, cool. So he made a Are nice you in it? Are you in it? Yeah, actually, if you look closely, wow. I, I was actually contacted by a friend from Denmark who said, "Are you aware that you're in a video on YouTube?" Was like, was like, <laughs> you're famous. He, 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 well, he, he was like, he, he acted as if it was a little bit dangerous that I was in that video. I was like, yeah, yeah. You got filmed. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so wow, what a um, what a story. That's, that's fantastic. So cool. It was just wonderful, and we ended up uh, Teddy. Uh, wrist life and and myself we ended up uh, sitting long 
almost all the way through the night in the hotel bar and uh, just uh, just talking and having a great time together. And then we flew home the day after. Wow, that's so cool. Imagine imagine that, finding out that. Oh, that is awesome. Because we have so many friends in here, right? The watch fam. And, uh, yeah. And we actually feel the, you know, it, some, some, some true friendships developing out of these common interests that we have. And, it's uh, such a strange thing when, when you think about our world and you know some of the some of the shit that goes on in this world is just <laughs> horrible yet yet <laughs> people can be talking to each other through the internet for six months 12 months two years whatever it is and you go to that city and you, you can have the most amazing time have a drink have some dinner and you just spend time talking as if you've been old friends for 20 years it, it, it truly is amazing um yeah something i truly cherish about the watch fam because i've managed to meet up with a few people across the globe when i've traveled and it's just been it, it's just been amazing and you know through fifth wrist in this last 12 months i feel like we've we've done nothing but just make more lifelong friends that we're going to enjoy company for the for the next 20 30 years hopefully and when we travel we're going to be able to meet people in person instead of over the internet and it's it's just it's fascinating really um, I, I do have a question about your Instagram. So obviously it, it's grown to, you know, circa just over 8,000 or something like that now, which is, is amazing. But do you often get a lot of questions for people talking to you about VC or, or asking sort of how often does that happen for you? I, I love it. And I'm actually starting to, I've, I've started, I'm going to start documenting it just for myself, just to count because just last year in 2020, I, I I believe I answered more than a hundred different Q and A uh, messages getting from people. Wow. Whether it's a fake VC that they want uh, to hear what I think about, or <laughs> well, I get a lot of it, uh, or whether it's uh, someone who wants to buy a VC and wants uh, to discuss whether to get one watch or another, that that kind yeah. of Q and A, I'm getting so much of that, and approximately at least twice a week. I'm getting yeah. a message about this and I really enjoy it. And it's so nice to welcome more people to the VC family and, and to help people. You know, sometimes it's a, an inherited watch. I had a great, a great day a couple of weeks ago where uh, two different people, one was about to buy something and he wanted some advice and some identification of the watch. And another one had inherited a watch um, in, in a rather poor condition. It was like it, it had been worn a lot. It was, and and but both of these watches were from the same time, and both of these people had no idea if I if, about the identity of these watches. So I picked up my a, a, a catalog that I have from 1952, and I found both watches in it, uh, and and so I could provide reference numbers for these people and say this is reference this and that, and and uh, and they were asking questions, and and we were yeah, it was just great helping these these people and. Um, and also, they provided me with some case numbers so I could I, sort of estimate when these watches were produced because I have a list of case numbers and production years. So it was just, it was, yeah, that was just a, it was the best day. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Geeky day. And, uh, and a lot of that, so a lot of people asking, should I get the 56 or the, the overseas? That kind of questions. And also a lot of vintage questions. And I enjoy both. What's the answer? VC uh, overseas or fifty six? 
Yeah, so I I think it's a tough choice because they could they do they do different things and they are very different yeah. from a design perspective. Um, but I I obviously made the choice for myself because I now have the latest generation overseas. So I I made that choice and I did that from a perspective that is I can't buy them all if even if I I really would if I could, but I can't buy them all. So I can buy maybe just this one piece, at at that time at least. So, um. And so I thought, hey, this uh, the versatility of the overseas with the rubber, leather, and bracelet can can be it can be three watches in just one. So it was a good place to to sort of to to start. If you can't buy them all, you could you could get what three 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 in one, basically, right? And also the the water resistance would enable me to 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 wear it uh, on vacations. Which is uh, which is really nice because I on vacations I don't want to leave an expensive watch in the hotel room, or on the beach while 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 in the water, so I want to be able to wear it um, without being concerned about water resistance. And it's it's 150 meters. That means we can't go deep diving with it. Uh, we prob- we probably could, but we shouldn't. Um, but but I can I can definitely swim with it. No problem. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... Vinny, in a second, maybe we go into, I'll let you go into the collection. Um, but I did want to know, uh, while we're on the topic of the VC, uh, do you think that the, the VC will be jumping onto the hype train that is Nautilus and Royal Oak, or is it already starting to gain its popularity? So how, what's your position on the overseas into the future? It seems to be going a little bit in that direction. Uh, yeah. I think it, it, this these uh, these watch price bubbles. I I really I really believe they're bubbles, um, and so I I think it's I I'm very careful about you know expecting prices just to keep increasing, especially when you're above retail. Uh, and I was very surprised recently to see that people are starting to at least to offer the blue dial overseas at significantly above retail. Which, which I think is unreasonable and doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's already quite expensive in itself. Um, but, but it's a thing. If that right now, there's a waiting time for a year or something like that. So obviously, if you have a lot of money and you want it now, you can probably pay a premium and get it now. Um, yeah. I suppose it depends on how many people do that, and and do they create a market for it for from some people paying over list and then all of a sudden the stats come out that there's been a, a you know 10 or 15 that have sold for i don't know let's just say 30 or well, 40,000 Australian dollars so maybe 30,000 US or something but yeah interesting i would prefer not to make guesses about the development of uh, of these of, of of a bubble of a price bubble but there's there's definitely a hype right now and i think it's created by by i think what's going on is that um, it's the limitation, the very scarce production of the the Patek Philippe Nautilus and uh, and the Audemars Piguet uh, Royal Oak. Um, so when you can't get those, you kind of think, but I want, I want a steel luxury watch right now. I don't want to wait for a year or two or even more. Uh, and then people start looking for other things, and then they find rather quickly find VC. So I think it's a spillover effect of the 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 
the scarcity of the, the royal oak and the nautilus. And, and while the, the royal oak is sort of the first one that, it, it, you know, back in the 70s, that was the first mover. I really respect that and I love the design. Um, the Nautilus, it, it's, I, I would certainly acknowledge it, its finish and its popularity. It's not for me, though. Um, for, you know, it's just a, from a design perspective. I prefer the Royal Oak if I had to choose. Um, but apparently, it's, it's, both of these watches are super popular and it's hard to get them. And so people consider what else to do. And then they realize, and a lot of people seem to be realizing that the, the overseas has a lot to offer. Um, so, so I, I, so I, 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 I regard them as an equal competition, but you know, people have, you know, weird tastes, and, and it's also about branding, right? Yeah. Um, how, how, how are the brands positioned? Um, it, you know, from a competition perspective. So, so there's a lot of that into it too, I think. But yes, it's uh, it. I see more and more people getting to overseas, and and people reach out and tell me that they. They're considering and they want some advice, and then a couple of months later, they reach reach out back and say, "Now I got it, and it's just wonderful." I just get so happy when I when I help people, you know, buy or sell or whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's. I agree. It's going to be. It's a case of all boats are rising. Um, if you can't get one, you look at the other, look at the other, and you go, "Oh, actually, that VC is quite pretty. That's quite nice." And then before you know it, yeah, things are starting to gain momentum. So. On the subject of comparing, I guess, the big three, um, I guess we could call it big four now. I think we, we kind of accept Lange to be in the conversation as well. Yes. Rune, I wanted to ask you, why VC? Why Vacheron out of this group of four? What appeals, like what gets you excited about VC compared to the other brands? Before we started recordings, one of you called it a gentleman's brand. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a gentleman. But I'd like to be. <laughs> I think we're all aspiring gentlemen. We're all, I was thinking of that very word. We're all aspiring to become a proper gentlemen, right? And I, 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 at least I do, and I want to. And so that's. I really think it's. Um, I, I think Vashwong is a is a is a is a brand for for true gentlemen, and as the, so and and the, the, as I mentioned, the experience I have had with VC the service I've received and uh, the way I've been treated by by other collectors and the way they have been welcomed in the VC community has been wonderful. Another thing is the rich, very rich history of VC. Um, and and that's that's something you can talk about, you know, those all those uh, 265 years or whatever it is. Six, six, um, um, but the, the fact is that they've been producing watches nonstop since uh, 17... 55 mm. and 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 especially you know the first 50 years there are not all that much history left but when we start going into the to uh, 1820 and 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 from then on there are so many watches to discover uh, pocket watches obviously from back then there's such there's uh, such a deep and vast history here that we will never stop learning about this brand uh, we'll never stop experiencing this, whereas other brands also have a long history, but that's just it's it's just less well documented. Yeah. Uh, if you take yeah. Urban Jurgensen, which also is a very old brand, but they had a long mm-hmm. break, and it's also a very small brand compared to VC. So yeah. Urban Jurgensen makes some fantastic pieces, and 
and it has some some very very beautiful piece also from the from the eighties and the nineties, but its history is not as interesting because it's been there, there was a long break I think, and you can get like one book about the brand and that's it and I don't even think you can collect catalogs and stuff because while I'm not I I can't buy watches all the time obviously so I so but I but I'm always on the hunt for for catalogs that I don't already have and VC has been making catalogs for the last seventy years or something wow. like that. So there's always a catalog that you haven't yet found. And that's the best way to really dig into the history. Further to that, there's a whole pile of different books about EC. So there's so much interesting stuff to dig into um, for, about EC. Definitely. The, the, depth, the depth and breadth of, of mm. Vacheron as a brand, like from art pieces to, yes, yeah, sport watches, whatever it might be, commissioned pieces and, it, it really covers off like every aspect of watchmaking and the, yeah, the history, like you said, is so rich. And if you dive into one area of watchmaking, whatever excites you, whether it's a technical aspect of hand finishing or, you know, you're still using the same material for balance wheels to, uh, sorry, for balance springs today as they did so many years ago, or whether it's the art stuff um, or whether it's the new things that they're doing, there is a bit of everything for everyone. I think in VC, Where, regardless if you, absolutely love the brand or not, there is something that will definitely appeal to you. Yeah. Well said. Definitely. And it's not to say that, you know, that obviously AP and Patek both have extremely rich histories and blah, blah, blah. Like we, we, we know that as well. But I suppose for you then it's really come down to, you know, subjectively the, the looks of the watch and the technical aspects of it but also the history sounds like something that just really excites you the fact that there's you know catalogs back for 70 years there's you know documentation and early watches you can see from the early 1900s so yeah i think history relationship that you've had the way you've been treated the the way that the watches look has obviously just swung you towards uh, and I, I always i always have a respect for what for mono brand collectors because, you know, I've throughout my collecting sort of history, which has been roughly probably about nearly 10 years now, but I always thought I go through these phases of, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that one of that watch and then I'm going to get this one. It's all the same brand, but then I get them and then I get excited about something else. So off I go again. And whether it's you, you've sort of tried to stay true, especially over this last five years to VC. But do you ever see yourself branching out from there or do you think this is the brand for me i want to i want to stay here because i just love it so much yeah i'm going to stay um, okay cool yeah so so definitely there are a few other watch brands that would tempt me to cheat on vc but given the budget constraints it's uh it is. I don't think it's going to happen because I would always be thinking, but what what VC could I get for this budget? Yeah. Or, so or what are I, they? I, I am interested. What what are those? If you just give us one or two of the other ones that sort of interest you, because I think that would be really interesting. Okay, definitely. So so JLC, Jezierikul, yeah. is it amazing? Yeah. Um, and also part of VC's history. They owned VC for ten years or something like that. Um. They, they, VC was close to going bankrupt in, uh, in around 1939, 1940. Um, and so JLC had the, the financial muscle to, uh, 
to take over VC and, uh, and and keep it in production, and uh, and and so it was separated out back in uh, it was separated back out in, in in the early 1950s or something like that, approximately that. So there's a common history there. So so just along for that reason, GLC, Urban Jurgensen, as I mentioned, Breguet, Grand Seiko, FB Jean, uh Indies and uh, and Danish brands. Anything Danish is also fun if you're a Dane. So yeah. So that that's, that's that's probably the things I've been uh, sort of you know enjoying. I love that the first one you say there's a very close connection to VC. <laughs> Not only did VC use the movements from JLC for many years, but they were owned by them. Yeah, exactly. um, and, and I think there's a very similar, somewhat similar history with VC and JLC, where I, I believe that VC still has a lot of the tooling to reproduce parts from years gone by. And, and JLC, I think, is the only manufacturer that can reproduce any piece of any watch they've ever made in history they have archives of all the tooling um more than any other brand which is amazing very cool uh what about collecting philosophy so we started talking a little bit about that before and obviously you said you had the vc the overseas one then the two now you've got the three so we can see we can see how things do evolve um but you know, do you have a, a collecting philosophy and, and how sort of how has it changed over time from when you were starting out to sort of where you are now? Yeah, so I so I used to not have that kind of a collecting philosophy. I had a long short list um of of, of <laughs> not so short short list. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Don't we all ever <laughs> growing an ever growing short list. Yeah. And, uh, it's called the long list. <laughs> yeah, it's called the long list. Yeah, so I have a long list, and and I still do. I revisit from time to time. It's in Excel, and it's full of uh, ratings and different ways of uh, of trying to score the watches to find out wow. which one to get. Instead of asking yourself which one do you want to get, then I try to see if I can measure which one is best. Which is ridiculous. It's so and cool. So, and so yeah, it, uh, but that's a, it's a long list, and I basically want them all. Uh, but uh, given as a, as a you know, I can't just go out and buy them all, then I just have to prioritize, right? Which one to get first? Um, or and sometimes if you come across a, a great deal, you just buy it, even though it's maybe not at the top of the list. Um, you just go ahead and buy it and enjoy it for a year or two, and then you uh, then you sell it again, and then you go further up the list and get something from 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 the list still. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so the pieces that I've sold, I've been missing them. Uh, I've been staying in contact with the buyers, and I've had the, I've been so fortunate that a couple of the watches are still in Denmark, so I can I can visit them and see how they're doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Check up on them. You know, you know. Don't we might sit here and laugh, but there is something to that. I mean, even myself, I when I sold my JLC Reverso. Um, I ended up staying in touch with the, the gentleman that bought it. And when I was in Geneva, he lovely invited me over to dinner and wow. I got to see my watch again. Uh, wow. And it's just, there's something so special about being able to do that. So yes, we might, we want to check up. You want to make sure that it didn't get driven over by a truck or dropped off a building yeah. or something, you know, that it yeah, was in good hands. <laughs> Exactly. I have two stories to share quickly. I'm just, uh, oh, you're running yeah. out of time. I'm so sorry about that. No, 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 no. There's no time. So you go, so go, go your the best. The first one, the first VC I ever bought, 
I sold it, um, but it stayed in Denmark. And then suddenly a childhood friend used to be my neighbor when I was a kid. He, uh, he reached out to me and said, I want your opinion about this piece that's for sale. And oh. it was my watch. It was my watch. <laughs> and I said, you know, I kind of like it. <laughs> so, and, and he bought it and we met up and uh, we shot some photos of it. And I, right now I actually have it because he just, he's so kind. So he borrow, he let me borrow it. Uh, so right wow. now it's in my drawer. I'm taking care of it. So I have it back right now, but it's only for only on loan. Um, so so my my childhood best friend bought uh, my first DC watch back. So now we have That's it, so and, he's, cool. and he's the kind of person who doesn't flip. So it's it's gonna stay. So it's it's beautiful. And another story is that I also stayed in touch with the buyer of my uh, Jubilee two um, hundredth anniversary from 1955. And I also checked up on that, and uh, he wanted it to look nice for New Year's Eve, so he washed it a little bit, um, which is a thing not to do with a watch that's like 50, <laughs> 60 years old. Um, so it was. Uh, so I sold it when I sold it to him. It, it was in mint condition. It was like it was new, never worn. It was you know, old watches usually looked look old, right? But this one had was flawless when I sold it to him. And now, now it had scratches and, and the dials are ruined and it's just horrible. Oh no! But he's a nice person too. And we agreed that I would uh, that I would uh, take it to a, a watchmaker so we could see if we could fix it. So I also have that one back now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> can't can't so, get rid of them. Uh, they just keep coming back. The boomerang. Sale and lease back arrangement. Um, so so so. Uh, but yeah. So was yeah. Did I even answer the questions? Yeah, yeah, no, you you did, you did. It was about collecting philosophy and how has it changed. I think, so if you think about now and your current collection, do you anticipate anything potentially leaving if an opportunity for something else came up or are you now focused on what you've got to keep and then push yourself to get the next pieces without having to move parts? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll be selling these. The one that yeah. could potentially, you know, with, I, I couldn't live without the overseas, so I can't sell that one. Um, and then there's the Malt Grand Classique, which I, I searched for it for two years. I wrote to people asking, do you know someone who wants to sell? I made, uh, I made posts on Instagram saying I would, I would be happy to pay overprice. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Then suddenly it, 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 it showed, I found it in Portugal of all places and, and uh, I just bought it on the spot. So, so, so now I have it and, and I don't think I should be parting with it because I'll, I'll probably regret that deeply, especially because I was searching for it for so long, so long to get it. And you have a corn de vache. Is that right? No, I, no, I, I actually, I don't. It's, it's on my, it's on my very long list of exceptions from, 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 chronographs that i would get even though i'm not a chronograph guy <laughs> but corn of ash is amazing uh, i know i know quite a few people who've bought it um i haven't done that myself yet and it's not very high on my list it's it's it's, it's an amazing watch it's just the fact that it's a chronograph which is something that i would not pay extra for and then you're not getting a chronograph right it it just it doesn't speak it, you know the, the the complication is you know the, the movements always look amazing especially if they are um, manually wound you can really enjoy the movement it's beautiful um but it's just i just i don't get a kick from pushing the buttons there um so and and so it's probably 
not very likely that I'll be getting, uh, even though it's beautiful, the Cron de Vache. I love it, but it's probably unlikely that I'll get it anytime soon. Would you like um, one, Vinny? Um, I yeah, oh, it's absolutely beautiful. I agree, but I'm also in the in the team where it's like, chronographs are beautiful to look at and they're fun to push the buttons. Uh, but I, I guess I enjoy the finishing and I don't need to go spend the extra just to see a finished chronograph movement. Like I get it just got, as, just as much joy. Tra- traditional thing. goggles on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but even then, it's it's for my for my life it's not even it's not a question like i don't it's out of my ballpark so i will ad- admire from afar regardless but but you Vinny, i just wanted to check up a little bit um because you were initially anthony you you mentioned that Vinny has a, a mm-hmm. vc watch on his mind and you mentioned traditional is that the 82 172 that's the one spot on oh, yeah. oh, it's wonderful i've tried it many times I've never tried any watch that fitted so perfectly on my wrist. It's it's just it's amazing. Every every time I put it on, it's like I don't want to take it off again. It's it's so it's, perfect. Yeah, and it's, it's sits on the wrist so well. I, I actually the first time I got introduced to to VC was when our our lovely friendly neighborhood watch dealer Watch Vault Dane comes around, um, and he goes check this out. And it's this beautiful uh, pink gold dress watch, time only, manual wind. And I didn't even know, this is when I was just discovering dress watches and, and VC in particular. Never seen it before. And it was just, I put it on my wrist and went, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And it, and at that time, I'd only had sport watches. I was only looking at sport watches. And it just totally flipped my idea of watch collecting on its head because I thought, okay, I need something that's hand-finished, manual wine, like the purest form of watchmaking and that's kind of one of the reasons that i really like vc if you really distill down what swiss watchmaking is i think the brand is a good example as, as anyone um as to what it, what it's about so the traditional is like the purest form of a watch in my head and yeah i'd absolutely love to have one i've been i've been like thinking about it dreaming about it trying to crunch the numbers and that that's sh- uh, the short list of watches that i want is only one watch long so it's just the VC wow. that I'm going for. Wow! Wow! Really. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of time and, until I get there. So. so we just we basically just need to to uh, to do some more advertising so you can get your, for your strap. <laughs> yeah. So the, the tell your time straps get you 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 get a, a boost in sales and then then you have your your traditional finance, right? Yeah, that's right. As long as, long as things keep going and you know keep chipping away at it, we'll get there someday. Um, I mm. mean, I mean, no, like. Obviously, I want to get there, but I want to do it right and on my terms and when I'm ready. And it's all it's all part of the the lusting after it, the thinking about it, and yeah, it, it's just such a such a great watch, and I can't can't wait to someday have it. While we're here, uh, for those playing along at home, if you haven't checked out TellYourTime.com.au, please go do that because there's some fantastic products. In particular, the one I love the absolute most is the valet tray. Um, I bought two of them and I actually, a friend of mine just got one from his wife for his 30th and they're so cool because what I love about them is when we're able to travel again, you can unclip the edges, it folds flat, you stick it in your suitcase and then when you get to your hotel, you can take it out, uh, put the, the buttons back together so that you get the walls 
And then you've got a beautiful spot to put your watch and your keys or wallet or whatever it is at the end of the day in your hotel room. It's kind of like home away from home in a valet tray, really. It's a, they're wonderful products. So go check them out if you haven't already. Thank you, Ant. Appreciate it. That brings a smile to my face. Um, pleasure. Pleasure. I don't want to spit, spit lies, but I think they're, they're the largest like ready-made trays um, around, I think. They're, so I made, made sure that they were big enough for us us watch enthusiasts that travel with more than one watch and so yeah you're not bumping bumping cases along so now nah, mate thank you thank you very much i don't i don't know if plugs are allowed i know i know rob geneva blue loves to get a word in but ah. i'll keep very humble and yeah thank you very much guys let's get <laughs> get right. me to that vc <laughs> exactly um so we've got a couple more questions uh, i'm going to leave Vinny for the last question we're going to talk about a dream collection but before we do that I did want to know, and we need to be respectful and careful how we talk about this and answer this question, but uh, it is, it's not about saying that whatever they're doing now is wrong, but being such an enthusiast, I'm sure there's things that you think to yourself, oh, why don't they do this and why don't they do that? So, and I'm sure there's a pretty obvious one um, about marketing, but let's talk about, you know, if you were the CEO of VC for a day or maybe for the next 10 years, whatever. Um, what, what's just one thing that you would do that you would think would add value to the brand? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this. Um, I, there's something I was, but they are doing it now, but it's something that I've been criticizing the last couple of years is that the, the collections was, uh, the, they had, way, in my opinion, they had too many lines in the collections. So if you went, I, I think it's probably still on the, on the web page, but I, I wanted them to consolidate a little bit. Uh, I, I found they had too many different models in the current circulation. Um, and that, and, and a, another thing that's been bothering me a little bit is the, is the fact that many of the collections are essentially historic collections. So, it's heritage models that are reinterpreted, which I love. This is something I really love. But I just it's, it's struggled a little bit. So the, if you take the patrimony, that is that is a that is inspired very. It, it's a it's a it's a modern version. If you take the time only patrimony, it's reference 80, 80, 180. Uh, if you take that patrimony, there's a model from nineteen fifty seven, that is just a little bit smaller and otherwise almost identical it's beautiful it's wonderful it's very rare but it's inspired by by the history so why is it a separate collection why isn't the patrimony part of the historic collection um and and the same goes for the 56 which is also wonderful but why is it a separate collection why isn't it part of the historic's collection it's kind of confusing for me i like order a little bit at least um and and also the I, I think it was a shame that the K de Lille, which is a wonderful line, it was meant to be a, a, a model that could be extensively personalized, where you could come into the boutique and say, I want my K de Lille with, with, uh, with and, and there was like uh, hundreds of different ways that you could combine things with different dials, different movements, and you could just say, I want this like that, and want different metals and stuff. And they would basically put together the watch the way you wanted it, so it was like a, a light version of a bespoke piece because it was kind of fixed. It was fixed in design, 
but there were so, so many different design elements that you could where you could replace metals and it was wonderful so that concept was just amazing but they they stopped that and they just kept Katie Little as uh, two or three different steel models uh, as kind of the entry level um and and while I really liked those steel models I just felt that the original idea behind the Katie Little had gone lost a little bit so yeah. I, I really love those current steel Katie Little models um I just felt that it it was not it was not fair to the to the original concept I recently just uh, recently I, I I was in contact it's a I shouldn't mention it because I don't think he's been posting it yet. But there's a guy who just bought one of the original Kate Little models in gold and palladium or something like that. It's it's amazing. He just bought that. And and we actually had quite a bit of correspondence before he went ahead and pulled the trigger. So I was kind of I'm kind of a little bit pr- proud to have been part of that process. Anyway, so yeah. so I would want them to consolidate their their collections a little bit, but they have been doing that. That that's probably one thing that's been bothering me a little bit. They have too many different models in in uh, in circulation. I I don't know why it's been bothering. It's it's such a beautiful case. Mm. I kind of yeah. wish that they would make a time only version without the central date on display, or even just put the they put the the overseas date layout with just the, the one window aperture at three o'clock and make it a, a simple clean time only. Although I like the date, I I, I think the the date in the, the pointers, the the triangle pointer that goes around is kind of cool, but I just think it would just be such an epic piece if they either took the date away or put it in one spot and just left it as a disc underneath the dial. Um, but yeah, okay. So it's interesting what you said there that the a lot of the watches are, uh, you know, going back to watches from the fifties or whatever it might be. Um, but with the patrimony, when you were talking about that, has the patrimony line stayed in the collection for the 50, 60 years or, or beyond, or has it come and gone and then gone back to a, sort of a, a, a historical version? Well, they, they actually started, the, the, the name patrimony has been around a couple of times, but they didn't use it back then. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but But I think that... Well, the, the name patrimony has been around for twenty years at least, but it's it's something that they came came up with later to say, our, our our slim time only, gold watch, should be called patrimony. I think that's 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 kind of the thinking there is. Um, this specific model I referred to has been around since, uh, you know, for for around maybe more than around 15 years already and it's still uh, it's still around that's quite a long long haul for for vc yeah nice all right Vinny, wrap us up with the uh, the last question the last question all right so it's gonna be if you if money was an issue wasn't an issue and you could just go nuts like you said um, if, like whatever watches you could pick from vc you've got three so you've got a three watch collection what would be the three that you would have? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what I put, so what, 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 uh, it's, it's, this is a little bit tricky for me, right? You put me into the candy store and say, you can pick whatever you want. And I go nuts, right? Um, whatever you want, as long as but, you pick three of them. <laughs> I, I, I can do that. I can do that, but I need to add a little bit of flavor. Um, but the simple and quick, I have a simple and quick answer. It's the American 1921. 
mm-hmm. Mercator, and Saltarello. Um, okay. And so now, and now we need to add a little bit of flavor. So if it's sort of, you know, a, a realistic Dream Three VC watch collection, a realistic one, it would be the Mercator with a, with with a gold dial. So gold case and gold dial is an engraved dial with a map of uh, of Europe and Middle East. Ah, yes, I know. Uh, Europe, Africa, Middle East. I think um, it's an engraved dial. It's in gold. It's the cheapest one there is of the Mercators because you can also get a colorful Chaplevé enamel dial version of the Mercator that's been made in very few. Uh, very small batches of maybe some of them are made in 25 pieces some of them are made in 10 individual pieces and some are made in just one piece because collectors from all over the world would put in orders for a watch with their map their specific map i know one i know a, i know a guy who has the the portugal version he even has number one in the portugal version wow and they, they only made 10 of these 10 individual numbered and it's a very colorful dial. So, so it's a, I would encourage people to look up Mercator Portugal. Um, it's a very, it's 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 an amazingly colorful dial, and and I even think it's platinum. But my point is that, so if 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 I can pick anything, I I think I think that these dials have been made by some Belgium or Dutch enamelers called Jean Lucy Jean Bruck or something like that. It was a collaboration between them and BC when they did all the dials. Recently, one of the prototypes was up for auction uh, from uh, one of the those that made the dials. Anyway, I'm I'm getting all fuzzy here. Because <laughs> you told me I could get anything, right? So I'm going no, to go ahead, go anyway, ahead. What I, want, what I really want, what I really want, if I had uh, no budget constraints, I would I would ask I would ask I would ask VC to get the band back together, and. Um, and 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 do one final batch of Mercators with the with the Danish map, with the map of Denmark, nice. um, in in full enamel, obviously. So and that that's uh, if if we have no budget constraints, there I would ask them to get the band back together, do one last batch, maybe ten or just one for me, one piece unique with the with the map of Denmark as painted uh, originally by Mercator, uh, drawn by Mercator, and then enameled by by Jean and Lucy. How it's pronounced? That would be the, the the ultimate thing, but I don't think that that's going to happen. It would be very costly, and and I and I and I, and I also don't think necessarily that they are keen on getting the band back together and, and start doing Mercators again. It's a model that they introduced in 1994 with double retrograde hands that resembled the uh, the compasses that Mercator were yeah. doing using when he painted those maps. My point is that they are probably not going to take out. A model from the nineties and start uh, start doing that again, but it, it features the uh, not yet the, they will the living oh yeah not yet the living legend uh, caliber eleven twenty JLC caliber um, JLC based caliber only used uh, especially used by VC very slim automatic caliber and uh, yeah and the Mercators are amazing, but the, what what is more realistic someday. In, in you know within the next maybe ten years or something, I would like to have a Mercator with the gold dial. It nice. it also looks a lot like an old you know parchment, an old an old document uh, when it's uh, engraved gold dial. So it 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 really nicely resembles an old map. So I think it's it's gonna do really well, and and I'll get it one day. I just don't know when. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, let's be clear here that the VC Overseas 3 does not make it into your three watch dream collection. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's right. I, I I have the overseas for practical purposes because it's I think it's an amazing watch, and but I want it to be my VC steel watch. I'm just saying that yeah. what what the most amazing thing about VC would be the designs uh, and and stuff, and the overseas design is amazing. I'm just saying that the American 1921, the Mercator, and the Celta is just in in my opinion from a design perspective. And also, you know, no, no. From a design perspective, it's just more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not, I don't think it's for everyone. The Celtarello looks like a looks like a bathroom scale. Um, uh, and the the Mercator it looks looks weird with the double uh, retrograde hands. And the American nineteen twenty one is also not for everyone with the scoot dial there. And and my wife thinks that all of these three watches are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't pass the wow. they don't pass the wife test, whereas uh, she she does acknowledge that the overseas is rather good looking. Uh, that's uh, funny. But that, but that I'm I'm not I'm not buying watches uh, to impress her. If I, if I wanted to impress her, I should stop buying watches. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way to impress these days. Yeah. Um, uh, very cool. So I I just want to throw in one last question before we go to Instagram follows, and that is for listeners that are not into the brand of VC or heavily into Patek, AP, whatever it might be, what, what is one thing that you would say to people that aren't into VC yet, or maybe they never will be, but what's one thing that you'd say to them about the brand um, to help them get over the line? Uh, one, thing that, that helped, that one thing that helped me fall in love with VC was, the, was a video called The Secrets of Vashon Constantin. It's, it's one of the nice. books that's called uh, Secrets. Um, and it was released around their 250th anniversary. And uh, and it included a very nice video of a guy who sits in a train going to Geneva to have his watch serviced and appraised. And and he sort of experiences the whole life of VC. And he mm. goes to the museum seeing all the historical pieces and, and he gets that special treatment that everyone gets at VC. So that's that's uh, check out that video it's a uh, it's it's on youtube i think just because uh, if you just you, you just search for vacheron and secrets it probably pops up i think it's been split into two parts and there's also a one that one up there that is in bad uh quality so you need to find the right one or you just buy the book that's called secrets of vacheron constantin where that's include a, a a dvd with the um, with the night with the full hd video so that's that's one thing to do to to really experience the brand. That's awesome. I haven't done that yet, so I will go and do that, and we'll link that up into the show notes as well, so everyone can oh. click on the link and and go straight to that YouTube clip. Um, very good. Well, we we need to start wrapping up, and we'll move to Instagram. Uh, people to go follow on Instagram. So, Vinny, do you want to kick us off today? Sure. Um, before before I do that, actually, just want to sneak in my dream three VC. Oh yeah, please. Yes, please. Um, so it's going to be 82172 traditional uh, platinum would be nice in the gray dial. Um, not the collection platine, just platinum with the gray dial. That would be number one. Uh, number two would be the Corey Richards Mount Everest yeah. titanium uh, overseas. And then number three, I know we, we talked a little bit about um, how it's not so 
price to enjoyment ratio is probably not the best, but I would still, if money was an issue, I would go for a Condovash chronograph in any of yeah. the medals. I uh, depending on how I feel on the day, the pink gold <laughs> is sexy. The steel is pretty freaking fantastic, and platinum is also next level. And um, yeah. I also want to say that I ordered the Secrets of Vacheron Constantin book. And it's been three months in transit, so I don't know if that's going to reach me. Um, I have sent an email out, so hopefully they can get back to me. It's coming from America. So um, if anyone's got any idea where that is, please, praying praying to the heavens, get it to me ASAP. I've been waiting for it. Um, That was a birthday present to myself, so hopefully it gets gets here in time. I'm Um, sure it'll turn up somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. I'm sure it will. Either way. Um, that yeah, that's a great suggestion actually. Um, if there's anything that you interests you about watchmaking or watches, I'm, I'm sure in that book there'll be something that'll really make your heart race. Um, my Instagram suggestion for this week is time, peace, love, um, spelt as it sounds, and it's just a really cool guy who's in New Jersey slash New York. Um, Jeremy's his name. Really just great dude, loves life, loves watches, um, really warm character, always happy to chat. Um, the kind of people that you really like to come across in this hobby, um, always always smiling, always, yeah, always has happy and kind of the people you want to keep close to you and chat with about watches. So, yeah, that's time, peace, love. Very good. Good one. Um, I've been following him for a little while, actually. He's um, got some fantastic watches, that's for sure. All right, I'll go next and then uh, we'll head over to Rune to wrap us up. So mine this week is Watch Admiral. So Watch and A-D-M-I-R-A-L as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, so you'll know why. So what I try and do with these things is see if I can make a link to the guest. Uh, And that is, so for starters, uh, I had a look at the people that followed him and the ones that we had in common um and Vinny, I don't think you follow this guy, but Rune, do you follow him? Oh yes. Yeah. So the reason why I chose this gentleman um is because he his most worn watch last year of 2020 was the overseas time only Torbjorn. Uh and with the blue dial and it's just flipping insane. So um he has a, a ridiculous collection of absolutely stunning pieces. Um, so, yeah, go check him out. Watch Admiral and just have a look at some of the pictures he puts up of the the overseas tour beyond. It's just stunning. Yeah. I actually, so that's mine? Yeah, actually yeah. was following him, but oh. um, the IG algorithm hasn't popped up any of his last 12 photos on my feed. So uh, I got to yeah, interact with him more. Maybe got to shoot him a DM and make sure that his posts pop up because... Holy hell. Torbjorn, there you go. Um, mm. Travel Time Aquanaut, just quietly. Um, and an and a MBNF Legacy Machine, just if you will. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Absolutely. Oh. Great recommendation. All right, Rune, what is your recommendation for today? I mean, you've already given a couple, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but who's your Instagram recommendation? And I can only make one more? Yeah, just one more. Mm. One more. <laughs> That's not fair. You know what? It's 2021. It's my first podcast this year. We'll give you two. All right. Oh, but don't oh, tell Alex. Feeling generous. Don't tell the watch regulator because he'll crack the shit. So. 
he's an angry, angry person. So I don't, I don't want to deal with him. You don't want to deal with him on an angry day. Uh, so okay, go to. Let's go. Oh my god. Um, I, I, I actually, I was, I was making a list, right? And I have like ten. <laughs> so, um, but what I'm going to save do, him for the next one. Yeah, but I, I, I can, I can, I can do only one. But, but I said, so, so I was going to, I was like, hey, I, we need to mention Watch Puppy too. It was so enjoyable. I was, I was really yeah. enjoying the, yeah, the Watch awesome. the Watch Winger podcast you had. It was, I've, I've been listening to it at least twice because it was so much fun. <laughs> and uh, but he always, he also, he already got the, the exposure yes. there. Where he was part of that, basically, right? And yes. I already mentioned Risk Life, so I don't need to pick him, right? And um, no. but but uh, so I'm, I'm from a from a sort of a straight Vashkong perspective because I have a couple of really good friends who are running some nice accounts posting great photos of um, a lot of different watches, including VC, and 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 we're really having a lot of uh, fun um, talking VC. Um, but I, but this, what, what I'm going to do is I, if I can only pick one, I'm going to take. I'm going to take one that is just like me. It's mainly focused on VC. Yeah. And that would be uh, Dr. Uh, D, Dr. as in DR dot VC eight. It's not the most. Oh, you're uh, in luck. You're in luck because I've already recommended him. So you can pick another one. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, perfect. Then. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's nice. Okay. Great. Okay. Who, who recommended? Oh, that, we don't have time for that. Um. So, uh, okay. Then I'm going to, then I'm going to take, um, then I'm going to take another uh, sort of a, a fun profile to follow is uh, is Kelvin. It's and uh, it's called K E L V underscore W. So it's Kelv underscore W. It's called Kelvin, oh, yeah. and uh, he's a super nice guy. He, he he takes some awesome photos. He has a '56 day date and uh, bought a traditional too, and he's just. He's he's uh, always posting fun VC swag that he's getting from a boutique or something. He's a lot of he's good fun, and uh, so that was one. And then the other one is. Uh, is hang it, on a sec. Hang on, hang on. So you're in luck again because I've already mentioned him as someone to go follow <laughs> on the eighth of March, eighth of March, twenty twenty. So let's keep going. Who's the next one? Wow, it would be Kim Kakunal. K H E M K A. K U N A L. His profile is called Watches and Horology or something like that. But it's a it, it, if you just search for Kemka, he pops up as Watches and Horology. Kemka Kunal. Uh, th- this guy is very enthusiastic about VC. He has that very traditional we've been talking about. Um, he also has a super nice Lang and Surinam that I don't know anything about, but it's beautiful. Um, and and. He, and he's yeah, and he's super enthusiastic about VC, and he's uh, as you can see, he's, uh, he's quite active, and yeah, he's an, he's a very nice guy. I'm gonna do a Vacheron and me interview with him. On oh, cool. It, it's a, it's a sort of a series of interviews I'm gonna start doing. I'm I was thinking video interviews on Instagram, but um, but always but also been considering doing it as a podcast or something like that, um, because. Uh, then, then more people could join because it's not everyone who wants to show their faces, right? Yeah. So, so if yeah. It, and if Kemka hasn't, if if Kunal hasn't been mentioned, Kemka Kunal, that could be my 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 first one. Um, uh, and then we've been talking a lot about the overseas, right? And and that's a guy, uh, King Flum, King Flum. I don't know how to pronounce that. King, 
Islam. Yep. Um, he takes some amazing photos, and he just got his uh, blue dial overseas, same as I have. Amazing photos, nice. and they're making a lot of fun. It's a, they, they, uh, it's like they have a, 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 it's King Flum and uh, Watch Papi and Watch Gringa and a couple of other guys. They're making a lot of fun of each other in the in the stories. So it's really fun. <laughs> so Watch Gringa is calling them things, and they're making fun of her feet, and uh, you know, it's just a lot of. <laughs> there, there's a guy for the hair. There's a guy who arrested time, I think. That is, um, uh, yeah. I, they're making fun of his arms or something. They're calling him an arm shaving prick or something. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a lot of they have a beef going on in the stories there, and it's just a lot of good fun. And uh, so, so King Flum takes some amazing photos. Came up with the you know the 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 the, the, the thing is a Flum fisty or something. Uh, a certain way to hold the watch when you make a photo. Uh, so um, yeah, he he would he would be fun to follow too. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for. I think we ended up. What was that, Vinny? Six or five at least. We got there. Uh, that's the most any guest has done. Um, it's up no, there with Max cool. Busser, I reckon. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and Spanish Rob threw a, quite a few in there at us as well. I think he was at four. Uh, but anyway, look, thank you so much, Rune. Some great people to go follow. We'll, we'll link him up in the show notes. Um, but, uh, but, but that's it. We're, we're finished. I can't thank you enough for giving me a bit of a lesson on VC. I certainly learned a few things tonight as well, which is fantastic. And I know people listening will, uh, appreciate that. And as I said at the start, it's always very interesting talking to mono brand collectors because they have such knowledge of, and, you know, some of us think we know a fair bit, but then when you speak to someone like yourself that just has such a depth of knowledge and passion for one particular brand, it's always so insightful to to sit back and, and just listen. So Rune, thank you so much for your time and for coming onto the podcast. Um, I hope you had a good time. How, how was it for you? I, I, I really did. I had, a, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a gift when someone wants to talk VC for one and a half hours. <laughs> oh, that's good. good. Hopefully, hopefully it's a bigger gift if people want to listen to it for one and a half. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Let's go and uh, so as soon as it's done editing and it's up, then uh, let's make sure that we advertise it properly on Instagram. Absolutely. No, we will. We'll do all sorts of tagging. So for people not following you, please go and follow uh, Vashron Constantine underscore enthusiast on Instagram. Obviously, we can hear talking to him today that he's a lovely lovely gentleman and if you've got questions about vc reach out oh i called you a gentleman see you've already made it you've already got gentleman status wonderful thank you thank you so much (laughs) all right uh head over to fifth wrist please review some of your watches maybe rune would be great for you to do some reviews i was gonna i was gonna join last night but uh, it was late and i didn't get around to it but i'm gonna join fifth wrist and I'm gonna right. see how how it works, and I'm gonna yeah. all if possible, I'm gonna review all the watches that I've owned, but otherwise, at least those that That'd I currently have. That'll be fantastic, and we'll get you into the Slack group as well. Um, if you want to join our just chaotic global conversations that we have, which are just a lot of fun. So for anyone else that wants to join the Slack group, email me Anthony at fifthwrist.com, and don't forget after you've done three reviews on the website, we will send you a free nato a sandy sandy colored nato strap with a chicken printed on it for good measure 
Um, so yeah, it, it comes to you from us as a gift and a thank you for what you've done with putting some time into reviews to help the community continue uh, growing and learning about all sorts of different watches. Righto, gentlemen or aspiring gentlemen, thank you so much <laughs> for your time tonight. I can't wait for, for this episode to come out. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys it. Uh, Rune, thank you again. Vinny, have a great weekend. And for everyone else, stay on time. Mm -hmm.